Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Bible Negotiation Bible style. Bible style. Negotiation Bible style. Nick. My producer did a wonderful job with that this week. We are talking obviously about negotiations, but we're how about negotiations Bible style? And first of all, what I would really love to hear today is when you negotiated with God, you know, God gives us the dignity at times of being able to negotiate with him. There's certainly stories of that in the Bible and examples that we're going to talk about throughout the show today. But I would love to hear your story of when you negotiated with God. And it doesn't obviously have to do anything with cars. It just We're going to hopefully glean something from your negotiation story that teaches us all a little about negotiation. But whatever it was that you negotiated with God, we want to hear it. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. Now, you may not think you ever negotiated with God, but sometimes it's an if I do this, will you do that kind of statement. And, and, and as a matter of fact, even the Christian car guy show itself, I'll admit I, there was a little God negotiation that went on with that because he had given me for the vision for that one night and clearly called me to do that. But the next morning when I woke up, I was like, I, I get nervous even talking in groups. I can't do commercials. You don't really expect me to get on the radio. Here's the deal, God. If you want this radio show on the air, I need you to swing the door open. I need you to show me how to talk to somebody in radio and, and that they would actually do this. And so I thought, Really, that was my fleece, and I would get out of doing a radio show. <laughs> and I called a friend of mine, Stu Epperson, and had lunch with him. And I said, I've got this idea God's given me. I even had the little picture of the Christian Car Guy logo that God had given me, and I showed it to him. And I said, God's calling me to do this show. And I expected him to say, Robbie, are you out of your mind? Instead, it was that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. We got to do that this week. Can you do it this week? <laughs> and you had a lot of extra time on your hands back then. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Bill, sometimes that's what it sounds like when we negotiate with God, but I want to hear your story. Who knows who you can encourage today with when you negotiated with God, eight, six, six, three, four, eight, seven, Eight eight four. We are going to share some negotiations actually from the Bibles, examples from the Old Testament that hopefully will teach us all something that maybe you can use on your next buying adventure or in the many places in life you need to negotiate. But we do want to get your story. And here to help us out this morning, we have our own insurance negotiation agent, <laughs> our Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon and Bill, you got one of these stories too, don't you? You know, I, I was uh, talked into being Christian Action Church. It was a lot of check writing and uh, running the the food pantry at the church. And 
we had an interim minister, and he called me into his office. He said, I got a dinner I need you to go to. And I'm thinking, what? He says, uh, something called the Gideons. I want you to go and have dinner on this night. And I'm thinking, why in the world? Why do I, can't I just write a check, send it? I said, yes, sir. And I went, and I got to uh, the Hawthorne Inn here in Winston. And I walk in, and they got this big banner saying, new members meeting. And I was fit to be tied. I tell you, I was sitting there thinking it's a good thing that that minister's an interim <laughs> minister because I'm not real happy with him. And they sat me down, and I started listening to what this group did, and I started fidgeting, and I started wiggling. And they said, we want you to sign up. And I said, you know, I don't do anything without praying about it first, and I don't do anything without checking with my wife first. There ain't no way in the world you're going to get me to sign up tonight. And I started thinking, God, you know, my, I had to take over my son's soccer coaching or he wouldn't have gotten to play. And that just riled me up because it's just not something I like doing. I was serving the third year as PTA treasurer because we couldn't get anybody else to take it. You're only supposed to do it twice. I had started a Cub Scout program in a Hispanic neighborhood. And I really had hoped my son would enjoy it, but he was really just a little bit too young. But it was still a wonderful thing to do. But man, it was taking up a lot of time. And it was causing some problems at the church, too. We had one one young man go through a glass door. In any event, I was thinking, I don't have time for this. And I remember clearly saying, God, you know I don't have time for this. You're going to have to clean my schedule for me to give this any thought at all. And I walked out of there sort of smug, saying, I'm not going to have to worry about this anymore. <laughs> Monday morning, I get a call. And there was this lady that said that I, I attend a church right next door to the apartment complex where the hispanic cub scout den is and we had talked to the apartment manager and explained to him we wanted to set up something called kids cafe we got three churches 36 volunteers three days a week we're going to work with the kids for three hours we're going to provide them dinner we're going to provide them tutoring and we're going to provide playtime for all the kids in the neighborhood and i'm sitting there thinking man set up this cub scout program it's taken me about three hours a week but the reason we did it was to help the school we had all these new hispanic kids in i said you're going to tutor these kids three hours a week you're going to feed them three dinners a week and you're going to work you got 36 volunteers why are you calling me said well the apartment manager said without your help there isn't any way that the parents would be interested in letting their kids come. And one of the nights we've got to do this is the night you meet with the Cub Scouts. And I said, well, we will get this set up. Well, the next day at the soccer field, these two dads came up to me and they said, we understand that you sort of took this job over under duress. And I said, well, I'm, I never played soccer. I really don't know what I'm doing, but why do you ask? He says, well, you see, my buddy and I here it coached our older son soccer, and we were wondering if you'd let us take it over, but there's one condition. I said, what's that? He said, we really don't need a third coach. <laughs> I tried real hard not to look overjoyed. Wednesday, I get a call from a, a man that said, we just moved down here from New York, and we were real heavy in the PTA before we came down, and I was treasurer. 
Well, in three days, God had cleared most of my schedule. And Saturday morning came, and I woke up bright at 6 a.m. That's not like me. 6 a.m., I wake up just as bright-eyed as I could be, thinking, why would a bunch of guys wake up and go have breakfast together 7 o'clock Saturday morning? But I said, I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) I got up, and I went, and it was the most wonderful group of people I'd ever met in my life. They got down on their knees and prayed. They talked about all that the Gideons do, and I joined. And I don't think I've ever been part of anything that I've enjoyed as much. But that's my favorite story about where I backed into a negotiation. (laughs) So there you go. That's what it sounds like. And we want to hear your story. Who knows who you may encourage. Someday you'll meet them in heaven. They said, you know, I heard that story where you negotiated with God. And I thought, you know what? I bet I could negotiate with God. And God opened up some marvelous window or something in your life. We would love to hear it. 866-348-7884 is a number to call in. Really, really, we are praying hard to hear some amazing stories today. We always hear this great stuff on the show, and we want to hear it today. We know it's it's right there. You're thinking the story. Call us, 866-348-7884. Then coming up at the bottom of the hour, we have our On Track with Andy segment where we're here the latest in NASCAR news from Andy Bowersox. But I wanted to share a, a sort of a tragic situation. Andy, as you may know, is the head of Energized Ministry, which is Energized Ministries is a way to encourage pastors. Well, Andy's own pastor, unfortunately, two weeks ago, he committed suicide. And so what a blow that was to Andy's ministry, but certainly to the family of the pastor. We need to be praying for that church. We need to be praying for that family. But also, I was so encouraged that Andy would come back this week and do his segment. And a very cool segment is he actually, there's, (laughs) you're not going to believe this, Bill, but they've got a kid out there. It's his first race ever. He's an African missionary. He was born in Africa with a missionary family, and now he's at now he's he's in the nationwide series driving a car. You're gonna hear all about that on track with Andy today at the bottom of the hour. And of course all show long is our appraisal by the real black book today because we are going through the Bible looking for negotiation Bible style. But we need to hear your story. 866-34-TRUTH 866-348-7884. When did you negotiate with God. Let us hear from you. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. When did you enter in negotiations with God? We would love to hear your story. It doesn't have to have anything to do with cars. We just want to hear how you negotiated with God, how that worked out in your life. And in doing so, I think you'll encourage thousands, actually. You could call us now. we got plenty of lines open. We'd love to hear from you. 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four. truth Of course, we want to tell you that if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, there you're going to find my actual article on all these negotiations Bible style where I kind of analyzed several Bible passages and showed you the negotiation passages, exactly 
kind of what that looks like from a negotiator standpoint and shared some techniques and all those kind of things that I saw within that, within those passages. So that's a pretty cool article. It's there at christiancarguy.com as well as the Jesus labor love. And I do have really sad news to report on that note today in that our chief volunteer for a long, 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 long time is Vic Hill. And this week I had word from his wife that he only has about two weeks to live. He's being moved to hospice actually today. My wife and I are on our way to go see him right after the show. And his wife of 49 years is definitely in a and his two sons, his grandsons, is very, very, very difficult. And so we'd ask you to pray for all those folks. And Vic is such a servant for the Lord. And really, we would have never gotten our Jesus Labor Love program off the ground without Vic. But the other thing it really does create for us is a gigantic hole in that Vic was our lead volunteer. And Keith Ward has stepped into that role and certainly helped out a lot. But we don't have... It, you know, he's the only guy making phone calls for us right now. So if that's something that you feel led to do, please, please, you can go to our website. My email address is all over that. I would love to talk to you if you wouldn't mind calling both our applicants to talk to them about what it is that they need and or the, the service places to see if they'd be able to meet that need. We have those lists and all sorts of ways to help you with that process. Keith has obviously taken over Vic's position, but we need your help. We need your prayers and Vic's family certainly does. So I want to make you aware of that. And then of course you can see today's On Track with Andy is about a book called Cry the Outcast. And you can find that book there as well. Podcasts. You can listen to negotiations Bible style if you want to. We got Sandy and High Point has a negotiation story. We want to hear yours. 866-348-7884. Sandy's in High Point, North Carolina. You're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Well, good morning to you, too. Uh, first of all, I, I did ask the screener, uh, you know, because I cut in on the, the last bit of who you were talking about was in trouble, and he told me about Mr. Hill, so I will definitely keep them in, in my prayers. Thank you. But uh, my negotiation story is uh, when I was younger, uh, all I ever wanted to do was be a good wife and a mother and I wanted like five kids and so my husband and I were married oh I guess for four three or four years uh I lost one baby and then mm. got pregnant again well no I didn't either no this is before that um and I kept saying God please of all the people on this earth who have babies and they don't want them I do why can I not have a baby why can't I get pregnant and I cried, I, I fussed, I argued, and I said, okay, all right, I know you're going to win anyway, but I just want you to know how I feel. So I told him everything, and I said, you know, this is all I'm asking. I will be a great mom. I know that. It's in my heart. I said, please, please just bless me with a child. And for six years, nothing happened until I finally just gave up, and I said, well, Okay, all right, fine. If that's what you want, I'll just go borrow somebody else's kids and I'll love on them and uh, do what I can with my nieces and nephews and love on them. And I, I knew, and I just said, I guess I have to be obedient because that's what you're asking. And I'm, frankly, I don't have a choice. So, okay, fine. And probably within six months, I got pregnant. I don't know. How, well, I do know how it happened, but uh, you know, I was so stunned because I, I went, I was working, and I went to the doctor, and I said, I am so 
Yeah. Oh, God, I've had this flu for so long, and I can't get rid of it. I need some help. So <laughs> he came back out. And he handed me the little, on his prescription pad, he wrote red ink, pregnant, or positive. I said, it can't be. I've got the flu. I'm sick. And he smiled real big and just hugged me. He said, no, Sandy, there's, there's no mistake in this one. You're, you're a with child. I said, oh, my gosh. And all day long, I just kept thanking God because he knows, he knew, he knew what was best. And I have lost four babies since we're in and it just and you know people tell me I'm just aren't you just devastated I said no I said you need to look in the dictionary under the word devastate and find out what that means I'm hurt and I'm sad but I am far from devastated I can still love on other babies and you know babysitting stuff like that uh and I knew God had a reason and I now I know why but I'm I'm quite content with my one son. I do have one son, and he's wonderful. And he gave me three grandchildren. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I there was no doubt in my mind. God played a huge hand in that. that I is, just had to learn to be obedient. That is one wonderful story, Sandy. And I am personally blessed that you would have the courage to call and share that today. So oh, thank well, you it means so much to I, me. It I know really there. There's somebody God out there that no, no doubt is going through a similar struggle, and, and you've just encouraged them in a big way. Thank you for calling in, Sandy. God bless you. Oh, you are so welcome. Thank Have you. a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. You've heard from Sandy. You've heard from Bill, but we haven't heard from you. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH is a number to call and share your story. We would love to put you on. We're going to hear a little bit of it. Here is Abraham. And he had these three visitors, which is an interesting study all by itself. But you know the story, and here we'll pick it up in in Genesis 18. And Abraham came near, and he said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? And see, if you, if you analyze that from a negotiation standpoint, Abraham is trying to find a common interest. It's called a collaborative style of negotiation where you try to seek the best for all parties. And, and we've got all these different points that we want to make about this negotiation with Abraham. We're going to be sharing those throughout the show today. When we come back, we're going to hear On Track with Andy from Richmond. So we got so much coming up. Stay tuned. Negotiations Bible Style. Bible style. Bible, Bible, Bible. Negotiation Bible style. Bible style. Bible, that just Bible, doesn't get old for me. Negotiations Bible style. Today, we would love to hear when you negotiated with God. Of course, we're going through some negotiation processes, what's involved, and those kind of things to hopefully we can glean through all our negotiations and cars and those kind of things, but certainly with God and with life. But most of all, I want to be encouraged with your story. Uh, You heard from Sandy, you heard from Bill, we would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And as always, you can find all this information on ChristianCarGuy.com as well as a very detailed article I wrote on all these different Bible examples of this negotiation. Now, getting back to what I was talking about right before the break, 
in this negotiation between God and Abraham over the people in Sodom and Gomorrah, you, you, we've, we talked about the collaborative style where they're both trying to find a win-win, but there's also, you always look for key words in negotiations. Those words are would and if. And, and you're going to find those are ways to determine what they call a bargaining point. So when I say, would you do so-and-so, or if I did such-and-such, those are an attempt to find out where's that other person's sticking point? Where's the point that they won't back down from? Because everybody has one. Their budget will only go so far, or their situation with God will only go so far, whatever. And so Abraham was clearly trying to find out where is God's sticking point when he says, suppose there were 50 people that would you, listen to what he said, would you, right, also destroy the place and not spare it for 50 if righteous were in it. And see, here we see God comes back and he says, if, and that's the other negotiation word you find in most all negotiations, if there were 50, then I wouldn't, right? And you know how it went. He, uh, here's another interesting part about this negotiation is Abraham goes down in a very small gradient because he doesn't want to upset the process. When you try to cut somebody's price in half or do something like that, you liable to upset them. So Abraham didn't go from 40 to the six he was really concerned about, which were lots of people. He went from 50 to 45. You see he's going down slow because he does not want to upset the other person in the negotiation it's a slow process it's called wearing them down isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but you see the words if and you see the words would but we got to go to our on track with andy segment plus we got cheryl and raleigh we got other phone calls we're going to take to hear these negotiations but let's hear from andy down there in richmond Hey, good morning, Robbie. I'm actually walking around in Richmond here today. As you know, we come up with some unique stories from time to time, and, and we have yet another one. I, uh, I connected with Josh Remy, and Josh is actually uh, he's getting ready to race Nationwide Series. This will be his first race ever in the Nationwide Series. And, uh, and he had something unique on his He has two unique things on his car this week. One, one is a, a book that he's going to tell us about in just a minute. And the other is he has a, a Pray for Your Pastor sticker on there for us. And, um, Robbie, I'm just going to start out and tell you, you know how much uh, how much it means to me just, just even now in this period of time where, where our own pastor is, uh, has taken his life a few weeks ago. And so uh, I've I got a heavy heart about that today, but uh, Josh is helping us to bring some more publicity and to help bring... Uh, the message of just how important it is to, to care for our pastors. And, and actually, in a minute, I'm going to have Josh's dad come on the phone. He, he actually is a missionary in Africa that helps care and train for pastors over there. But, but for right now, Josh, say hello to everybody here on the Christian Car Guy program. Hey, thanks for having me on, Andy. I'm uh, really excited to be on here today. So tell us about this book that you're advertising today, The, the Cry of the Outcast. Oh, it's a book my mom wrote. Um, it's got a oil painting on the cover of my uh, little brother who was adopted from Nigeria, West Africa. And uh, the book basically outlines uh, the struggles and the blessings associated um, with the adoption process. And uh, it's, uh, it, it definitely hits close to home. I definitely get teary-eyed when I read it. So, uh, so this is a special story for you. Did you actually live in Africa part of your life? Yes. I, uh, I pretty much grew up in Nigeria. I lived there for 13 years. So. Um, being born in Redlands, California, my parents are Canadian, and then I grew up there. I'm, I'm a bit of a mutt, and I have a love and hate relationship when people ask me where I'm from. So, 
I mean, this is a, this is a unique story. How does a missionary kid from Africa end up in the middle of the racetrack here right now? Ah, uh, God opened in a lot of doors for me. Um, I mean, I have to point everything back to him. He gave me a, a passion for this sport, and um, he's just opened doors for me and led me along the way. So we'll see where, where he wants to take it. Yeah, I mean, Robbie, you know how amazing this is. I don't think we've ever interviewed or talked with a, with a missionary kid before. Especially one that spent half his life in Africa and now is uh, and now actually has a ride in the nationwide series. So that's that's actually an amazing and tremendous opportunity for Josh. But so uh, Josh, the, the cry of the outcast. Tell us a little bit more about like what what did it mean for your family to adopt this little brother, and uh, and tell us why. Like just give us a little teaser about this book here. Um, I mean, adopting Joey was obviously it was it was a big struggle. Um, Nigeria being a Muslim country, uh, you know, I think sort of the mentality is that you need to be able to give to the, the poor and the orphans and the widows in order to secure yourself a place in heaven. So, um, you know, there were some struggles in adopting them, and that's really reading it for me. It, it hits home so hard because I was little and I didn't understand everything that was going on, but I was just loving on this little kid that I was so excited to have in our family and getting to read the book. Um, and see all the struggles my parents were going along with, it uh, it really hits home. But it, I mean, it's a great book. You got to read it um, to really get everything out of it. I don't know. Maybe my dad can say a little bit more about it. John, jump jump in here and tell us a little more about the book too. Well, it it's um, I would say really the book gives insight into the challenges of life in Africa. It's it's the the storyline is adopting this little abandoned. African boy that has become our son who's now just turned 13 years old but um, the, you know what's really comes through in the story is just all of the huge challenges in, in Africa and and really the, the realities on ground and how the solution going forward is that these people many many Africans have embraced Christianity but the Christianity hasn't it's almost like a thin veneer on traditional African belief systems and so to really help Africa move forward and and become all that it should become there's a real need for having um, discipleship and training of pastors and church leaders so that even the church people are living as Jesus would want them to live, not living with their knee-jerk or, knee -jerk or reflex reactions the way they've lived for thousands of years as, as members of a tribal group and just as they've done things for thousands of years. Yeah, so, um, Ravi, as you can tell, I mean, Josh and, and John Remy are here and they're, they're passionate about delivering this message. and. You know what? I, I would have never thought I'd see a, a personal story book about adoption advertised on a, on a race car here, but this is the real deal. So how, do, how does uh, how does somebody you know people that are interested in hearing about this story, interested in adoption, how do they, how do they get a hold of this book? Yeah, you, it's available. You can order it through Amazon.com, or you can go to Power to Change, Power to Change org, and go to the bookstore and order it through there. Um, the proceeds of the book actually go to help the work in Africa, and uh, it's an amazing story. It, it, it really 
really is an amazing story. So I'd highly recommend it to anyone out there. Well, we are, uh, we are bringing the mission field right here to the middle of the NASCAR Nationwide Series today. So, so the, uh, Josh will be driving the number 23, being the Rick Ware number 23 car. But, uh, but anyway, just a little advertising for Cry of the Outcast, uh, uh, an amazing story about adoption, a true story. And uh, you can pick it up on Amazon.com or what was the other website? PowerToChange.org. PowerToChange.org. So, uh, Robbie, say, say a prayer for Josh today. He's not feeling too well, and uh, hopefully he'll get a good race in here. So we'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, Andy, and there's great news. We also have a link at ChristianCarGuy.com, that cry of the outcast. If you look at the On Track with Andy segment, there you're going to see a cover of the book and an opportunity to click on that link and find out. Today we're talking about negotiation Bible style. When did you negotiate with God? We'd love to hear from you. We got Tracy in Salt Lake City, but you can call us at 866-348-7884. Tracy, you still with us? Yeah. We'd love to hear your story. Well, it's, it's, I believe that I've negotiated with God all my life. <laughs> so I have many stories, but um, last week you were doing your program about uh, God's intervention with cars. And I guess I should say I should be careful for what I pray for. <laughs> Because I thought, oh, I'd love to call. Oh, Tracy, and... I, I, I hate that we've got to go to a break, but the good news oh, is everybody's okay. on the edge of their seat now to hear the rest of this. So please, please stay with us, and we're going to hear what God is doing with negotiating with Tracy when we come back. Stay tuned. So much more. Christian Car Guy coming up. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Yes, we are hearing your story, which I'm so excited to hear the rest of Tracy's story today on when did you negotiate with God? We still have time to get a few more, so call us 866 348 7884. 866 34 Truth. We got Tracy back in Salt Lake City. She was telling us about. She'd heard the show last week, and then and, and and pick us up where you left off, Tracy. Well, I heard your show last week, and I was just really impressed with the way God was working with other people in other people's lives with their cars. And I really wish I I could have called in at that point, and I was like, Oh God, I you know, I've I've never had a story like that. I I've, I've never had a car. I just thought I had a demon possessed car or something. But I had to go pick up my grandchildren. I have three grandchildren. And I was helping my daughter out for her birthday, kind of watching them. And as I left, I took them to a little playground and and out to lunch and stuff. And when we went to finish with that, the car stopped. It, the battery was completely dead. And I had not taken this particular car that I owned for quite some time. Uh, I only took it because it was big enough to fit all the three car seats in the back. And I'm just like, oh, God, I don't have a cell phone. I need to get a hold of my husband. I have I'm miles away from home and and so as the as things unfolded, I had many um God-serving individuals and angels that I thought blessed me because I got my car started and I had people willing to help me, you know, try to contact my husband which I could not get a hold of. <laughs> so I finally got home and I thought that was the end of it, but my husband was there, and he's like, oh, well, that, that should have never happened. I just took it last week. Things were just fine. 
we inspected it, you know. And so we decided just to charge the battery for just a little bit. And and I was supposed to take off to go somewhere else with my grandchildren. And we charged the battery for about maybe a half an hour. And next thing I know, after that half an hour, we I load the kids all back up in the car, go to turn the car on and get it going again. And my cable, oh, my Oh, what clutch cable broke. And God had allowed me the grace to have my clutch cable break <laughs> at my house in my driveway. Wow. <laughs> Instead of miles and miles away from home with my three little grandkids. I, I was just praising Jesus. I'm just praising Jesus because I don't own a cell phone. <laughs> and my youngest grandson was just born at, that I had. He was he's just a month old and then my other two you know are up to four years old but it was just a thank you jesus moment so i don't ever want to (laughs) tell god i want to do something for him again (laughs) (laughs) well the neat thing the thing i love about that story is you clearly are relying on the father and you see how he is taking care of you even sometimes in ways that we don't understand well, um, I was kind of depressed, but my husband told me, you ought to thank God right this right now, so he had to identify him for me. And but, get your yeah, husband to lay hands on that car, because it, it is possessed. <laughs> 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 well, thank yeah. you for calling in, Tracy. That that story is a blessing. And I know it's going to encourage other people out there who also are so. dealing with difficult situations. So God bless yeah. you. Thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, we, went, we did want to get to another story or two here from the Bible of similar negotiation situations. And, and one of those that I think is from the story of Samson, and you may not think this sounds like negotiation, but it is. And, and here, if, if you ever have had your kids want to go to bed an hour early, it may sound a bit more familiar <laughs> because they just say one more time, one more minute, one more minute. Well, here you hear Samson and he's got this situation. And, and Samson called out to the Lord. If you remember, his eyes had been put out. And he said, I pray just this once that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines from my eyes. Well, see, here Samson, and, and I have another article or thing I wrote on Moses. He's assuming that God's going to answer the prayer. Notice the assumptions, assumptive strategy. But he sets parameters when, he's, when he limits himself to just one more. You see, when you're when you're saying, well, just one more, let me go down one more time, wherever it is when you limit yourself like that with the other party that you're negotiating with, you're trying to make it easier for them to say yes. Your, your kids are master negotiators. <laughs> if you hadn't figured that one out, just, you know, I was listening to my daughter. I knew I was going to do this show, and she was trying to get her mother to help her do something yesterday. And I heard the pl- word please, you know, very polite. Just like you can see Abraham and all these guys when they're, negotiating with God, you know, just please, 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 please. <laughs> well, that's a very effective form of negotiation. It's continuing to ask for your position, whatever it is, in spite of the fact that how many times they say no. You're asking, can we reopen negotiation? You're saying, please, 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 please. And this is important in the insurance field too, isn't it, Bill? Well, a good counselor can help you get through some rocky spots and help you figure out whether or not there's a way to settle a claim, it's good to have an agent that can sit down in front of you 
There are occasions where you don't know whether or not it's your fault or the other person's fault, whether you should turn it into your insurance company or the other insurance company. And one thing I've always found most helpful is to write down exactly what you plan to say to the insurance company. This is what happened. Keep it brief. If you have an agent you can sit down in front of, that agent can help you truthfully state exactly what happened in the best light for your situation. So good counselors are very important when it comes to negotiations. Yeah, because having a negotiator to an extent, this person deals with the other party all the time, and that agent is there on your behalf. They understand the process. They understand you know, some of the things that are involved. It looks like we got another caller. We're going to try to get on Linda here in Salt Lake City real quick because we don't have a lot of time left. Um, but we would love to hear, you know, we want to get in as many as we can. 866-348-7884. Linda, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Tell us your story. Hey, hurry. Um, this happened when I was a new Christian. I was very nervous um, about everything, especially ministry. <clears throat> and my mentor was trying to encourage this group of new believers to get involved in ministry. So he asked if I would, me and about three others, would be altar counselors. And I was terrified. And I was just fighting with God about it, and I couldn't believe it was God's will for me. So I um, finally I told God, okay, if Al calls tonight and says, um, I'm going to place you in the balcony, then I'll know it's you, God, because there were like three openings downstairs and one in the balcony. And sure enough, Al called and said, Linda, would you take the balcony? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, no, okay, God, <laughs> still not sure this is you. I went up there with knocking knees, and I was terrified of everything about it, like uh, being in front of people, having um, not being able to see who raised their hand. And what the pastor would do is he would say, okay, uh, those who want to accept the Lord, raise your hand. And uh, then we would go stand by them, and then when he said stand up, we would walk them to the counseling room. Well, he's, sure enough, he said, uh, okay, those who you know accept the Lord, raise their hand. And so I'm looking and looking, and he says, I see your hand on the balcony, and I'm thinking, I don't see your hand. <laughs> and I had no idea. Well, the, the, my mentors, two sons were up there, teenage boys, and they were pranksters. And one of them is pointing at a lady, and I said, oh, okay, so I run over there, and I stand next to her. And the other one's pointing at another lady. So I run over there, and I know I look like an idiot, and pastor's just looking really confused. And finally, he took pity on me, and he said, Okay, those who raised your hand, please stand up. And it was right over by where I was standing in the beginning, like three seats over. I was just <laughs> mortified. But it all worked out. And the little gal who came forward, I had just uh, completed a book on the occult, a lady who had come to the Lord out of the occult. And before and that, I knew nothing for... about it. Yeah, we got to run, Linda. That is an amazing. Thank you for sharing that. It's just absolutely wonderful. Well, I want to thank all of you that called in with your stories today. And I want to thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Of course, you can go to ChristianCarGuy.com to find out more about it, podcasts, etc. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And how about negotiating with God yourself a little bit this week? He'd love to hear from you.